Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Secrets and Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host and cycling coach Sylvie Dow sitting here in beautiful Chelsea, Quebec, Canada. And oh my gosh, so I have to apologize. This might have gone out a little late today because I did this episode and I had to redo it simply because I didn't use the mic and it sounded like shit. You could hardly hear it, but I hope that I get all the good content out again it's it's bad trying to re replay what you said and making sure everything's there if you know what I mean like nobody loves rewriting an email when you put your heart and soul in it right or a text message that deleted and disappeared into the Netherlands <laughs> you know what I mean Ugh. but here I am and before we get into uh the the good stuff, which I'm going to talk about the crash. The crash is plural. I had two cycling incidents, back to back weekends, different parts of my body. And I'm really happy to announce, you know, just say that nothing physical, um, like with bones or anything were broken. It's just, uh, I've got some scarring and a little bit of humbleness that uh, went along with it. So I'm going to share with you, you know, kind of how I've been processing the crash. And I know there's, you know, many people have had uh, cycling accidents, crashes, incidents, whatever. And you've come out of it uh, without any injuries, or you've been had a certain significant setback due to it. So they're all, no matter what it is, there always comes with a consequence of mindset and how do you get back into the saddle? Um, is your cycling career done? So I'm just going to talk from my perspective and what happened to me and kind of the things that have been going around and playing around in my head. And maybe that'll help you. Maybe it won't. Um, but I just also want to put it out there that if you're having a hard time processing something that happened like a bike cycling incident, no matter what it is, please reach out because, you know, it's really good to talk about it. So that is going to be one part of this episode. The next one, and we're going to talk about fall training. It's the end of August. And I know if you're anything like me, you're probably already looking at what kind of races you're going to put on the schedule for next year and how you're going to train for them. So we're going to talk about that as well. But first, we got some announcements. Just as a reminder, we're doing two podcast episodes instead of three. Um, I got a job, so now I'm focusing on that. And there's other things happening in uh, 
in the household here. We're working on different projects. So um, I just scaled down my podcast so I don't get completely overwhelmed because I do really love doing these and I love talking to people and bringing you amazing guests. And if you haven't already subscribed to either the YouTube channel, which I'm going to talk about, or your favorite uh, platform for podcast listening, please do so you don't miss an episode or even get on our Instagram page, Secrets from the Saddle podcast, so that you see we post there every uh, podcast um, episode goes up there so you know. And you can also see that's where I post who's coming down the pipeline. Um, that being said, we have a new YouTube channel. So make sure that you um, are on that new YouTube channel. You can Google Secrets in the Saddle podcast and um, subscribe there, put the notifications on. And also, this is a great place to ask and add questions, uh, comments. I know that we always ask for reviews, but honestly, it would be awesome to get your perspective and your reviews for the podcast. It just certainly drives it up to the top so more people see it. And it's another place for me to interact with you as well as the YouTube comments and on Instagram. So DMing us there and, and putting comments, whether you liked the podcast, you have questions about um, the content or maybe you have suggestions. Um, certainly do love hearing from you and also getting to know you. Um, so YouTube channel and two podcasts. And also we have started collaborating um, and creating an extra website on under buy me a coffee. So this is where you can get some free downloadables um, and also support the podcast because it does cost money to produce it every week, every month. Um, and that's where you can really show your support as well. So now that's all out of the way, let's get into, um, just talking about the crashes and mindset and how do we get back in the saddle? Cause certainly, um, some of us have a greater or stronger mindset than others when it comes to our own self-worth and our own self-care and moving us past incidences, right? And, and things that have happened or not happened in our lives. And the stories that we're telling ourselves can really, uh, you know, keep us out of the game. And I want to really emphasize on that because I work with a lot of women. I particularly coach and work on the fitness and health and nutrition level with women over 40. And, um, as through my cycling, uh, cycling group, women's cycling group, uh, uh, cycle fit chicks, I've coached over 900 women over the last 14 years. I mean, it grows every year and, you know, we tend to give, tell ourselves a story and keep us keep ourselves out of the game when really you're the only one talking to yourself about this. Nobody else and to say cares or even knows that this is going on. And sometimes a lot of people just miss you, 
why isn't she out? Why is she not riding? Where has she been? Where is she hiding? You know, and you think that, you know, everybody's talking about you because you might be slower than others or whatever it is that you're, you're telling yourself. Nobody's thinking that. Guarantee. Nobody's thinking it. They're just wondering what's up and why aren't you showing up for cycling? Right. So I just share. Um, so in the last uh, this, so this is, this episode is end of August here. So August uh, 26th, my first incident happened end of July. So it's only been a month. And, um, this is where it, I was mountain biking and, uh, I basically, <laughs> it's my own fault. I went out with the wrong gear. I didn't notice. And for myself, it's just taking a little bit more time to put together my, gear when I'm going out for a ride. So either the day before or, you know, just having more time and being conscious as to, cause like I have mountain bikes and some have different pedals, right? Flat pedals to time pedals. And so I went out with a mountain bike that had flat pedals on. I grabbed my mountain bike shoes that had time cleats on them instead of my hiking shoes. Um, and that was, a uh, that was pretty much the downfall. That was what ended up um, doing a nice track of uh, of my chain ring right up my back calf. So, and I knew it. I knew as soon as I started riding this, I I don't know if I was going to survive that ride just because of that. And you know, I think it's like also taking ownership as to what might have happened, and I can completely take ownership for that. I'm just certainly grateful that I had a great group of women that I was riding with who almost everybody except for me had a first aid kit. So put together your first aid kit. I mean, they had like peroxide and (laughs) like everything um, that were taking care of me. And um, I'm really, really grateful for those girls. But the thing is, what was happening is that my cleat, my cycling shoes were slipping off of my pedals because of the, the tread underneath. And, um, they weren't sitting flat because they, my pedals had little nubs on them to, for shoes. And, um, on my left side, I was just coming down a stretch and my left pedal hit a stump, pushed my, myself out of the saddle. My foot slipped off the pedal and basically the chain ring tracked right down my back calf. And I propelled myself into the woods or off the trail. And that's what happened, you know, and I go back and run it back in my mind. I'm like, oh God, you know, how it was such a, I knew something was going to happen. I wasn't even, I was thinking about menopause at the same time. Like, isn't that not crazy? Cause I'm going through menopause. Who else is going through menopause right now? Um, and so, and now I'm just still nursing my wounds. It's healing really, really well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was that one, and I was hoping to get out for a mountain bike ride now that I'm back from vacation, um, but that hasn't happened, so we need to get back on that bike and build up the confidence after that incident. So this is also what we're going to talk about is getting back in the saddle. Um, you know, I know, like I said, I know people have had sometimes horrific accidents um, being hit by cars, being sideswiped, things like that. 
But if cycling is something that you truly love, you know, make space for it and get back on the saddle, whether, you know, you choose to stay inside on Swift or maybe move to gravel where it's, it's a little bit safer, they say in the back roads. Um, but don't discount yourself out and don't sell your bike. You know, take the time to really work what it is that's keeping you off the bike. Is it fear? Is it hesitation? Is it anxiety? Because we all know that that physical activity is part of what we need to stay active and stay healthy. So moving forward, the next incident, this was truly a crash, um, was way worse than the other one, I find, because I just like that one, both of them, they just play in my mind. And I think that after that one, it was, it's a weird feeling. And I don't know if I'm alone in this feeling. Maybe you guys can comment, um, if you felt this way, but I like, so this is a gravel race and I crashed. Um, but also I came out of it. Okay. Considering what happened and, um, and I, and so I had to have this weird feeling of being invincible on the bike, whereas I can hit the pavement and I can still balance back. Is that a weird feeling or is that just a me feeling? Um, and, uh, and so that's kind of, it, so I believe I need to move past that because if I go out for a ride and like, oh, say, you know, I get tired or hesitate or I just know that if something happens, I'll be okay. Is that a good feeling? I don't think so. That's kind of like a sinister kind of sabotage kind of feeling. Um, so it's great that I share this with you, even though it's strange to me that I have that, that I'm feeling that way, but also it's good to get it off my chest because I know, and maybe you're the same, maybe you need to move this way that as soon as I talk about things, um, they kind of remove from my mind. They're not as, um, they're not as strong a feeling as what they once started out being. So I'll just tell you a little bit about that incident and um, what happened. So I was racing, it's a 40k gravel race, and I was at the front with um, another woman. So we we're basically at the front of the event, we we're just by ourselves. And there's a couple guys behind us. And I, so I knew, you know, between the two of us, depending on um, how, how this is going to play out, if I could hang with her, because we are both very even in our fitness and our speed, that it was just going to be a sprint to the finish. So, <laughs> but, so I was like, okay, that's kind of how it's going to play out here. Um, you know, am I going to be as fit as her and continue on? Like she just had a baby like four months ago. So I don't know. It's just like, and she's been riding cause she was like, oh yeah, I've been doing this and that. And I was like, uh huh, uh huh. But then I dropped my chain. I'm like, all right, bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks. I'll just try and hold on to second place now because she just basically left me. I had to stop because you have a front, a single front chain ring and you have to stop and put your chain back on. I had a chain guard 
And here's a little reminder. That chain guard needed to be tightened because it moved up off the chain. And so that's how, because the chain bumped off. I was like, fuck, really? Um, so that's a little reminder that make sure everything's tightened down. So I got back on and then I'm just like, I could still see her. I'm like, okay, I can freaking catch up to her. And so I'm, and I'm on a railway, railway bed. And it's, there's a ton of like small potholes all over the place. It's really bumpy and you have to really zigzag around stuff. And so I'm, I'm just like going like stink. I pass this guy in front of me. I'm off to the right or the left of the trail and my bottle starts popping out or starts interfering with my legs. So I took my hand off the handlebar to adjust it and I freaking totally lost control. So here's another tip. Don't ever take your hands off the handlebar. Just let the bottle go. And that's where I hit, hit the ground. Like seriously, face planted. I'm glad I went into the woods and not on the gravel. It would have been a totally different story. Um, and in the process, I was wearing these bangles bracelets. And one was a metal wraparound bracelet. And I could literally feel my hand lifted off the handlebar and it glided along my wrist. It caught my band and it, the band like literally ripped two layers, two. Uh, okay. I had other bracelets, but I remember my bracelet just digging straight into my forearm and peeling back skin. And I was like, oh my God. And my face hit the ground and my glasses saved my face. Thanks to Zizu sunglasses. A little shout out for you guys. Um, and I was like, oh my God. And my chain fell off. And so I got off my bike and I'm just looking for my water bottles. And I'm like, fuck. And the guy behind me is like, oh my God, are you okay? Shout out to Jonathan of um, All Day Magazine. Go check him out. He was back there. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, fucking not. <laughs> Just like, dude, I was so mad. So, you know, I just found one water bottle. I'm like, screw the other one. And, and I got going. But my water bottle cage was hanging off one screw. And there's another thing. It must have just been loosening up. So, oh, just make sure everything's tightened down. Like mountain bikes, gravel bikes, road bikes, preventing those things from happening, like your, your quick releases, things like that. Tighten everything down so you don't have an incident like that. So anyways, I just like, all right, I'm just going to hold on to second place. I couldn't see anybody behind and I, I finished the ride and you know, it's healing beautifully. Go to my Instagram. It's, it's uh, I have some pictures there, but, um, so yeah, so I came out of that unscathed, like seriously, my face hit the ground. I can't remember, but I do remember my nose being a little sore from my glasses. Um, my glasses were perfect. And um, so, you know, just thinking about that, like running that through my mind, it's like, oh my God, okay, like I need to, I have one more, two more races and how are they going to pan out, right? So I can't think of, you know, the this like negativity or this hesitation or this anxiety going into these events. I just need to go back into who I was and who I am as a racer and take what I've learned and move forward. So, right. Just move forward. 
And so, you know, I know for some people that it's not that easy, but you know what? Sometimes it is. I see so many success stories of people getting back and rehabbing themselves and coming back stronger. And it's because of the desire to get back at it, get back in the saddle, get better. And, and then I've seen people completely take themselves out, sell their bike, never look back, like go into depression because now they're not physically fit, or maybe they've made a complete different change into another sport, which I hope that's the case for some of you. Um, but you know, I'm not a psychologist, but we do sit there and, um, start playing the blame game, the victim game. And I want to encourage you to sit with a friend, just talk about your experience and, and the things that are running through your head and see if you can make that switch, you know, changing the story, making a switch, um, coming back better, enjoying yourself, maybe, maybe, you know, doing a shift in your cycling. Um, but don't ever hang up your bike. I just implore you because, you know, I just love cycling. I love seeing what cycling does for people. Um, so let's just move like right into, you know, we're coming off the summer, regardless of what's happened. We are had an amazing summer summer. Maybe you participated in events that you didn't expect to participate in before you had such an amazing time. You're like super motivated and ready to go for like going back to that event, doing better at that event, um, adding other events to your race calendar. Um, I've seen people doing, you know, back-to-back weekend events it's like ridiculous it's it's so cool to see I wish like we had that many events here in Canada or where I am like there are in the United States like wow um so cool to see um but you know but here's the thing we all know you can overdo it even if you're racing every weekend or participating in events um going into the winter with just that um you know, lack of knowledge on how to train properly. Like, or maybe you're thinking like, I need to improve things. Like, how do you do that? You just sit on the bike and ride and hopefully that, you know, your hill climbing gets better. It's not quite like that. You need, there's a certain amount of skills and technique that will help you to get better. And then there's a power to rate ratio, which means dropping some weight to bring your power up right? We all know that that's one of the part of the equations. Forget buying the expensive bikes and wheels, just drop the weight. That'll improve your performance exponentially, no matter what you're looking to do. Well, and plus technique. So fall training. So here you go. Look at your, here's some tips. So number one, look at your summer. What did you do? What did you love? What do you need to improve? And then moving forward, how are you going to train? Are you going to get on swift? Are you going to continue riding outside? Are you going to get more specific into intervals so that you can actually improve uh, on the certain areas that you want to improve on? Because that's where it comes. It's not just riding, riding, riding. I mean, that's great. You need to do that. But if you want to get faster, pedal stroke efficiency, hands down. 
bike, bike form, bike fit, uh, drills, putting yourself out of the comfort zone, getting faster, um, doing those intervals that will push your FTP higher. So your, your, uh, power. And then, you know, maybe it's looking at joining a group, hiring a coach so that it can keep you focused in on the goals. Because I've seen people, you know, yeah, they want to just sit on Swift and, and ride and participate in all the events. But at the end of the day, are you honestly faster? Maybe you can go a little bit longer, but are you honestly faster? <clears throat> That's the question you need to, to ask yourself. And then, of course, adding in strength training, strength training, lifting weights. Everybody, male and female, I work with a lot of women over 40. It's so important that we strength train along with our cardio because it's not just about cardio. Okay? It's not just about cardio. Let me tell you, say it again. We need to build the muscle around our joints. So when you crash or you fall or, you know, you start aging or you're getting older, is that you don't become frail and you can bounce back and recover faster. That is so important. Like cardio, uh, cycling, running, it doesn't build up upper body strength. Core strength for um, back and abs, you know, shoulders, arms, back, chest, all these things you need to get faster and stronger on your bike because you just become stronger. It's not about, you know, building those leg muscles. I mean, you need to, I mean, look at track cyclists. You just watch those track cyclists. They are in the gym. Uh, is that not telling you something? They're in the gym. You need to be in the gym. So I just want to put this out there and put it into your ear that as a cycling coach, I've been cycling coaching winter programs for since like 2006. And they used to be in studio now, thanks to COVID, thanks to Swift. Everything's online and we they are Zoom uh, training rides that are focused on skills and technique. And there's a lot of things that you cannot develop outside that you can develop inside because of the nature of being on the, the, um, the trainer. You don't have to worry about the road. You don't have to worry about hills. You don't have to worry about the elements and you have a coach looking at you giving you tips on bike form and they're watching your pedal stroke efficiency, things like that. It's extremely hard to do stuff like that outside as a coach and as an athlete. So there's, there's a lot of things you can do inside, um, off season and you should have an off season that you can focus on and improve so that when you come out in the spring, you're 10 times faster. And I can guarantee that. So I will be offering up a monthly membership to train with me once a week. Plus I'll organize roughly about four hours worth of training. And I worked that way for myself two years ago where I only had a certain amount of time to train during the week, right? You don't want to overextend yourself. You got family, kids, friends, work sleep. Um, and so fitting it in and being very specific will really help. It does help. 
and it keeps you from overwhelm, overtraining, injury, burnout before you hit April. Um, so I will have a monthly membership. I'll be offering that. It'll start in November. So perfect time. Um, October can be still gorgeous for cycling and just being outside in the cool weather, watching all the trees and leaves change. Um, and then migrating inside. So what are you going to do? And so that's why I'm offering a very specific, organized, scheduled um, training sessions. There will be uh, Thursday night will be the coaching session on Zoom. And we'll be working on the Eastern time zone. So I know that's not going to work for everybody, unfortunately. And then Saturday mornings will be our group ride. And then Tuesday nights will be intervals. And uh, so Thursday nights is skill and technique and development and some drills. Thursday night, Tuesday night will be intervals or racing and group rides. And that's what I'll be organizing. So I'll give you roughly about four hours of weekly training. Now, also, there'll be a component that you can buy into, and that's the extra strength. So three times a week of strength training, you can fit that in easily. It's going to be 30 minutes um, each session plus yoga. You can take it. You can use, uh, you can, there's recordings so you don't have to join live. Um, but there will be weekly recordings added every week because I will be working out. And I know that it improves my cycling exponentially and reduces the fatigue, right? Strong muscles reduce the fatigue and I can get stronger. So that's what I'll be offering as of November. Keep your eyes out. I'll be offering a discount to you guys specifically. Um, we'll be coming out next couple of weeks for sure. Um, and you can join anytime. That's another nice thing. I used to do it as a program. Now it's straight uh, membership. And uh, so you can start anytime. But one of our big focuses will be getting everybody to 100k on our Saturday rides by the end of April. So you can just jump right into your season because I know a lot of um, events are 100K or shorter or sometimes longer, but it'll be really give you a great base to get started. So that's what I'll be um, offering and, you know, just helping them. I love coaching online because I literally am online. So why not? Uh, add people, add value, serve you guys. And just, you know, I love meeting people and helping people get better. And we've had such success in that program. Uh, some people improve by five to 20%. And that used to be over four months and we were starting earlier. So, um, so it's going to be super fun. So anyways, if that interests you, you can send me a personal DM to get more details. Otherwise, you can wait for um, the announcements on Instagram and on the podcast. So with that, I hope you have an amazing day. Don't forget about always um, going and checking out our new YouTube channel and checking out the Buy Me a Coffee slash secret saddle pod. Um, yeah, you can only make a short 
name and go and get your free downloadables. I put a couple in there. One is cycling snacks and the other one is, um, uh, what is it? Hill climbing drills. So with that, have an amazing day and I wish you all the best this weekend. Get out on your bike and you're going to love some of the guests coming up next week and the week coming. Um, anyways, I got to go talk to you later. Have an amazing one. See you next episode. Hey friends, thank you for enjoying this podcast episode. I'd love to invite you to visit our new and exciting page on buymeacoffee.com backslash secret saddle pod to check out some cool downloadables. And if you are so inclined to supporting the podcast with the purchase of a coffee would be greatly appreciated in helping keep the podcast going. Also, Providing a separate rating and review on your favorite platform with any thoughts about the podcast are hugely helpful and appreciated. Thank you so much and have yourself an amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.